What's up and welcome to the single player experience. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and today we're doing the indie game spotlight on one of the best indie games that's come out recently, The Night Witch. Instead of me just talking about why I'm really enjoying the game, I thought I'd up the ante. So my guest today is none other than the director and creator of The Night Witch, Enrique Quartz. In this episode, Enrique is going to give some background about the game, the development process, and some inspiration on the game's features. We're going to talk about all the ins and outs of the game and why you should play The Night Witch. We got all this and more coming right at you right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and my main quest is to help you manage your ever growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Hey everyone, like I said in the intro, we have a very special guest joining us today. He is the artist and lead creator of one of the most dope games of 2022, The Night Witch. He is the founder of the studio Super Awesome Hyper Dimensional Mega Team. He's an incredible artist and he's just an extremely dope dude. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is the one, the only Enrique Quartz. Enrique, how you doing today? Hello, everyone. Hi there. Thanks for inviting me, man. It's such an honor to be here and you know talking with you today. No, the honor is all mine. So, Enrique, for the people who may not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, yeah. My name is Enrique Cortes. I'm 47 years old. I, I've been making games for, I don't know, 20 years already, more or less. Uh, and yeah, I, I pretty much I do art, you know, is what I do. Is uh, I've been doing lots of things in games, you know, relating to art, like concept art. I've been a concept artist. I've been a textual artist. I've been an animator. I've been, you know, a, a key art illustrator. I've done pretty much everything that is to be made in games related to art, I think. And yeah, still having fun. It's still going strong, I hope, uh, you know, with it. And because, you know, it's a... It's a I'm I'm one of the luckiest persons in the world, you know, that you know I can work in my job is what I love to do, you know, as a hobby. You know, so yeah, that's me. That's me. Thanks. <laughs> man, so glad to have you on the show, Enrique. Man, you are absolutely killing it. I was blown away when I was playing this game. So Enrique, you've been in game development for a very long time. What got you started in this field? Well, uh, at the time I remember being in, you know. Uh, once upon a time, I was. <laughs> it was. It was year two thousand, and uh, and I was. Uh, I just came out of school. I I studied graphic design. To be honest, nothing related to illustration at all. You know, I was into making logos and brochures and stuff like that for mm -hmm. I don't know for advertising agencies and things like that and companies like those. So yeah, I I started working on one of those companies and and I, I discovered that that job was too stressful for me. It was like too much. You know, it was. A lot of work all the time, you know, I was eight hours a day being super stressed and I didn't like what I was doing. Uh, so one friend of mine that studied with me at the, you know, the, at the college, mm -hmm. he told me he got a job making pixel art for, at the time, the Game Boy Advance, you know, it's oh, been, okay. been a while, mm -hmm. it's been a while, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel so old, man, because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't games for consoles that are considered retro already, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
I'm old, man. So yeah. Uh, so you know, this this guy, this this friend of mine, just I don't know, uh, discovered for me that you know it, there was like a, a huge wall out there where you know people were looking for artists, and uh, and and I've been drawing all my life. So, but the problem was in Spain, you couldn't get a job just being able to draw or being an illustrator. You know, it was very few people who could live out of that. You know, so. For me, that's why I started graphic design because it was more like a proper job, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean, you know, for my parents just to not complain and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I, you know, as a hobby, I was drawing all the time. I wanted to be a comic artist for Marvel and DC and stuff. You know, later on in my life, I, I got the chance to be a comic artist for for one year, mm -hmm. and I didn't like I didn't like that either. So I I stupid games and that's fine, you know. But at the time, yeah, I, I when my friend got this job making games, I I thought, okay, let's. Let's send out some CVs, you know, out there and see what happened, you know. And, and I sent my CV out to some companies in England, like for instance, Team 17, the guys mm -hmm. making Wars 3D, Wars uh, games and stuff like that. And and uh, and funnily enough, they've been the publisher for Nightwitch also, you know. But so it's been like a, a circle has been completed in some, in some way. You know? <laughs> but yeah, the very first job in, in, in the industry, I got it on Team 17, just doing Wars 3D. Uh, at the time, and, uh, and later on, I worked, with, you know, in Sony making uh, making uh, iToy games. I don't know if you remember these games for PlayStation Two with the little camera on the yeah, TV. Yeah, I remember. And uh -huh. you were moving around. Yeah, I, I made iToy Two and Three, also some uh, uh, boss games for PlayStation Two. You know, the ones that with with quiz, you had mm -hmm. to press the button. And later on, I worked on Plants vs Zombies Two, the original one uh, for for PopCup. I've been around, you know, for ten years. Basically, uh, and but yeah, I, I came in the into the industry just because I was fed up with my job, my design job in Spain. I wanted to to get out pretty much, and yeah, it's, since then it's been history. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's amazing. That's amazing. So Enrique, for all my guests, I like to ask them probably one of the hardest questions they ever get asked in video games. What are your top five games of all time? <laughs> that's a good question, man. Probably. <laughs> Well, probably you ask me you ask me this in a couple of days. I will tell you a different list <laughs> because, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, at least my top two they don't move in time. Okay. Uh, for me, top two are, are probably the number one number one spot will be for the Legend of Zelda into the past. In the oh, okay. NES. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's that's one game I play pretty much every year. It's it's so awesome. It's you know it's fantastic. And number two is for Super Nintendo, and uh, I will say Super Mario World. That was another game, you know, that you know takes the test of time pretty much flawlessly. You can play it today and have a lot of fun with it, anyways. You know, mm -hmm. pass the time at all for it. And I don't know. I will say maybe uh, maybe uh, Counter Strike because that's okay. probably the the one game I spend the the biggest amount of time playing it in my life. <laughs> This, like mm -hmm. too much <laughs> so it must be good right it must be good they got something it probably has something good in there yeah for um, sure for sure right <laughs> i don't know maybe also uh i could you know i could from for me to wear on playstation 2 the one okay. who made shadow of the colossus so the first one i go mm -hmm. for me that was oh man that was life-changing that was fantastic it was great experience uh overall really enjoy shadow of colossus mm-hmm yeah, yeah, I love Star the Colossus too, but but mm -hmm. but uh, I could, you know the first the first one made by Fumito Ueda was oh my god that was life changing you know the graphics, the you know the the atmosphere the, the little story going on that was fantastic the puzzles you know everything was was 
click in so well for me that you know it was it was one one standout game for me for sure. And the last one, oh man, for the last one, for maybe I have to say something. You know, some I have to pick some indie games. Maybe okay. So let's go for it in this. Probably you know uh, I will say you know the games that. Uh, Play, you know, you know, play death. The studio who made Limbo and uh, yeah, and Inside. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my God, Limbo was also life changing for me. That my head exploded at the mm -hmm. time when I played Limbo. <laughs> that was so good, man. Oh my God, that was incredible. And and probably I mean, Inside is 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 also as good or even better. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, the experience I got playing Limbo uh, first that was so mind blowing. Uh, that, yeah, I will, I, will, I will say that one for sure, yeah. That's oh. it. That's my top five. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good top five. I really enjoyed Limbo as well. I played it in studios, absolutely killed yeah. it. The way they design a world and the way they use, like, shadows and everything like that to just illustrate everything that's going on is absolutely amazing. Like, Limbo is spectacular. I, I loved Inside as well, but, like, Limbo always has a special place in my heart. The puzzles in there are amazing, absolutely amazing. Sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, Limbo, you know, it had so, so big influence on me that I wanted to make a kind of a Limbo game, and we did with our game Rush and Shine, the one we made before the night, mm -hmm. I wanted to make a Limbo game with guns, you know, so like, <laughs> that's when, that's, that's where the idea came from, you know, just having, like, a run and gun game with puzzles, mm -hmm. and having, like, a very unique puzzles that are not repeating every time you are, you know, as just advance in the game, but they are unique. And, and yeah, that's why it took us like three years plus to make that game. Same as, you know, the play that studios take to make one of these, you know, the games, you know, it's, it takes a while to make something unique, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I learned that it's so difficult to make something like that, <laughs> for sure, the hard way. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, you know, my my last like icebreaker question before we get to the topic of the show, which is the you know, the Night Witch. Let me ask you, if Kirby absorbed you, do you know Kirby from you know, like the Kirby games, the Super Smash Brothers? If Kirby absorbed you, what kind of powers would you would he get? Such a good question, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Uh right, yeah. I love to say I love to say that you know he will get the powers of drawing really really well, but I not I don't consider myself you know a great artist at all. So uh, I'm gonna say like he will get the power of being like a, how do you say like a, having lots of endurance. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna explain myself. Not endurance about you know running around and you know making doing doing a marathon or anything mm -hmm. like that. But endurance in in life I will say and. I tell you, I, I tell you this because you know, uh, being an indie developer is not always easy, and mm -hmm. and sometimes you know, uh, most often than not, you are not getting you know huge hits, huge successes in you know with all the games you release. Uh, we've been super lucky, and you know, every game we've made in the past have been profitable, both for us and our publishers. But still, we haven't got that big hit, you know, that huge game that you know puts your game in the map, you know. And, mm -hmm. And, and and that's that's for me that's kind of uh, it's difficult because we have to struggle every time we start a new game. You know, no money. People leave from the team because there's no money. There's no uh, there is no assurance uh, mm -hmm. for anyone. There's no stability, and and it's so hard for me, you know, to see people leave the team every time we release a new game because it's not a big hit. It's not you know, the money takes a while to come in. And, and, and I'm sure that problem is, you know, every indie developer you interview probably will not tell you that it's so difficult being an indie nowadays because there's, you know, lots of games being made all the time, 
quality bar, you know, the quality bar is getting higher and higher. Yeah, it And is. uh, yeah, so you know, it, it takes a lot to actually finish a game, release it, seeing that you know it hasn't been a huge success, and you know, and start charging your batteries again to start a new thing completely from scratch. Mm And yeah, that's probably the power that Kiwi will get for me. I'll say. <laughs> maybe, -hmm. <laughs> okay. maybe I, I, maybe I went too deep here. I don't know, but yeah, No, I guess no, I like it. everyone The endurance, has fun. Yeah, man. Endurance yeah. is a good one. Like, especially to per like that trait of pers like to persevere through things is a really good trait to have. So Yeah, perseveration I I really like maybe that. is the word. Yeah, maybe it's the more correct word for to say. Yeah, maybe perseveration. Yeah, no, no, not. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> so, yeah, for sure, for sure. I like that. I like that. So let's get to the topic of the show. Let's talk about the Night Witch. But before we talk about the game, how did you come up with the name for the studio? Super awesome hyper dimensional mega team. yeah, <laughs> we get that a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, You know, as, as a funny thing, uh, you, you know, the, the Spanish president, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Pedro Sanchez, uh, he came one day to Valencia to where we reside and to one of these huge uh, events with, uh, with Spanish companies and all. And this, this time was uh, with the technological companies. And the man, you know, he said, he, he, he named us in the, in, the, in the speech he gave to the public there, to the press. He mentioned she mentioned us and he he said the whole complete name with no errors whatsoever. I was like, oh my god, that's impressive. He probably was studying the name, you know, practicing the game, the name of the of our studio for a while before, you know, doing the speech. That's the, oh my god, I was surprised about that. But yeah, about the game, about the name, where it came from. Uh, uh, just to stand out pretty much. He was like, yeah, let's it was a conversation, you know, like with, with everyone involved. And were, you know. Uh, talking about crazy things about naming our studio and he was like yeah let's why don't we you know get called like this so everybody will remember who we are even if they don't remember the name properly that's the you know th that's something irrelevant as soon as they remember us because a funny name that's that's fine uh, so yeah it was all yeah it was just because of that <laughs> but, I like it. I like it. yeah sometimes when we sign contracts our name doesn't fit in the paper so it's like okay Oh, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, why, you know, sometimes we think, uh, we think, you know, why do we yeah, divide ourselves like this, you know, it's, 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 it could have been easier, but yeah, it's, that's, that's us for you, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> I like that. I like it. It shows personality. So let's get to the the actual topic of the show. For the people who haven't heard about this game, can you describe what kind of game is The Night Witch? Sure, yeah, it's, uh, it's mainly like a twin stick shooter uh, Mm hmm with a uh, story event, because story is very important in the game. Uh, and we put in there like some elements of Metroidvania games and, and, and deck, deck building uh, elements in the game too. So it sounds like a big mix, a strange stew, uh, aware of that. Uh, there's lots of things going on in the game, but I think we, we managed to actually make it work together really well. I think... Uh, You know, inside a twinistic shooter, uh, at first you could think, oh, oh my God, you know, lots of things you know, in that in that game, you know. And, but I think it works together pretty well. Uh, just give it a try. There is a demo on Steam, so you'll see by yourself. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and yeah, good graphics, I think, uh, you know, nice effects and good story. 
That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. You mixed in a whole lot of elements because this game has like some fantasy elements. It has some steampunk elements. It has some sci-fi elements. You add in that it is a bullet hell twin stick shooter and you're also floating around while you're actually shooting things. So it has a lot of things going on and it's a card deck builder. I'm like, you have a lot of mechanics in the game and they work really well together. They they blend in together. So I got to ask you though, this game is a bullet hell shooter with those fantasy and steampunk elements. How'd you come up with the inspiration behind this game? Because there's so much going on. Like what inspired you to create this game? Well, uh, at first it was like, uh, it was going to be like just a simple shoot them up, like a mm -hmm. side scrolling, maybe a little bit of dungeon exploring because at first, you know, instead of having like a little witch flying around, we had uh, like a spaceship, kind of a spaceship with medieval elements. It was a very strange one. And, <laughs> and yeah, and, and you know, you explore the, you know, the dungeons with the spaceship, which was quite cool in my book. And you were killing enemies while you were exploring them, the, you know, the dungeons. But uh, at some point in the game, we thought, okay, let's change the this little spaceship for a for an actual witch that, uh, you know, a girl that flies around that would be more, much more engaging for players and, you know, visually more attractive for everyone. And uh, that's what we did. And then we introduced the, you know, the, the, the building elements. And then instead of just being like a side-scrolling game, uh, we introduced, you know, the, the room concepts. Like uh, you're, you're like a, inside a Metroidvania game and you have to explore a big map and, you know, which that you can actually do backtracking later in the game and, and later game the story. And, and yeah, it was, but the inspiration was just making like a, like a, yeah, like a shoot them up, like a side scroller, you know, shoot them up uh, uh, with even a spaceship, but super, super retro, super classic, you know, nothing <laughs> about that. But yeah, all the innovations came later in the game. Yeah. Man, it's really cool how the game evolved during the creative process because a spaceship, which could have been a fun concept, but like you changed it to a witch, Rain specifically, who is this very in-depth character with some like high emotions, with like really good character development for where she goes in this. I commend you on that because I think that change absolutely worked for where you wanted to go in this game. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that you know, but one one of the biggest inspirations for the game, you know, why. You know, we had at first the little spaceship and then became the little witch. Is because I don't know if you know the story about this uh, the night witch, the real night witches, mm -hmm. but not night witches with a K in night, but without a K, you know, the, the witches from the night. You yeah. Know the story about them? They know the little, they were well, not little, they were like a woman only uh, pilots, Russian pilots from the Second World War. You know the story about that? No, I don't know. So yeah, that's where the inspiration comes from. You know, there was this. As I told you, you know, they were women, women pilots from the Russian army, and they were fighting the Nazis, you know, that, and the World War and Second World War, sorry. And but because they were women, uh, you know, Russian army just gave them, you know, the wars of the wars in, in all the planes they had, and the wars of the wars in all the weapons they had, you know, because yeah, they are women, they don't know how to pilot, and yeah, uh, they're gonna be like a cannon fodder, you know, mm -hmm. just drop them in the battlefield and let Germans kill them, you know, just like that, and. But these women were super clever, you know, were super smart. And what they did was attacking by night. And because they were given like the worst, the worst of the old planes the Russian army had, they had these biplanes from the First World War, the super old ones, you know. Mm -hmm. So what, what they did was they attacked the Germans at night and they disconnected their, their motors of the, of the planes so nobody could hear them come. And then they were dropping the bombs by hand, just like super low altitude, you know. So Germans didn't, Germans didn't know what they what hit them in anywhere, you know, from any time. 
And that's why they call them the night witches, the witches from the night, you know, because they're, they're coming at night, they were dropping bombs, nobody will expect, be expecting them. And they had, you know, the lowest number of, of, of uh, you know, killing combat uh, mm -hmm. uh, pilots in, in the whole army, Russian army, you know, and, and they were condecorated at the end of the war, and, you know, they were a super appreciated pilot squadron from Russian army, you know. So that was a story super inspiring for me when I heard about that. So, so the night witches came actually from from there. You know, I, I just it occurred to me just why don't we put like a K in night, and and then we leave the witches thing because it's super cool. And then we invented all these characters and lore that you can see in the game. You know, with you know the the group of night witches and how they fly around and you know help people and yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah. I love that story. I love how everything tied in together because as a person who's played the game, it matches. Like you're absolutely like flying around and a lot of your enemies, you know, even though they know you're coming, you're still like flying around and taking them out. So it's amazing how you use like that real life historical element to, to almost mirror what's going on in the game, so to speak. I love that. You know, this is the fourth game from your team. What lessons did you learn from creating the other games that kind of helped you with the development of the Night Witch? Oh, yeah, oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think the biggest lesson we learned was to not overscope uh, mm -hmm. on this one because we, we made that mistake, you know, in, in our previous games, especially with Russian Shine, the one we made before language, because we overscoped and we were a super small team. And it took us a while to actually make the game we made. And even we had to cut it short because, uh, you know, money was running out and, uh, yeah, we had to finish it out and put it out there. Um, and we didn't make that error, you know, that mistake again with Nightwitch. You know, we we were pretty clear what we wanted to do. And uh, yeah, we, we planned as well as we could at the beginning of the Nightwitch development. Uh, so we we wouldn't be, you know, over scoping too much and, you know, going out of budget. And and it was something that we took very seriously, you know, just to keep up with Milestone with the publisher and don't over budget. And, and yeah, uh, I think we 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 made that happening, and and you know the whole team didn't make any crunch at all, and nobody was super burned out at, at the end of development, and yeah, that's something we had with Russian Shine, and we had to crunch a lot, and I was I was burnt out at you know at the end of development that was super bad. Uh, I don't recommend that to anyone <laughs> at all, uh, and we didn't want that to repeat. We didn't want to repeat that mistake again, so. Then, you know, uh, the best you can do against that is just planning out uh, as good as you can, uh, you know, at, at the start of the project, you know, have like a proper production plan and, you know, have the story already written out. And yeah, let's do this number of levels and this number of enemies, this number of weapons and cards. So yeah, just plan as much as you can. That's that's the, the biggest lesson I, I learned with, with Nightwish for sure. I like that. I like that. And I like how y'all adapted. I got to ask you, though, like, how long did it take you to develop the Night Witch overall? Was it um, three or four years? It was almost three years, to be honest. Uh, we made the, you know, the demo that you, mm -hmm. we had, we had, you know, the process is always the same for us. We made a demo uh, out of pocket, and then we actually shopped that demo around to publishers. And and that's when, if they like what they see, that's when they found, you know, the whole game, the rest of the development, you know. So we made a demo uh, with, we were like uh, three people only, you know, two artists and, and one programmer. And it took us like eight months, more or less, to make that, you know, a playable demo of the game. And with that in hand, that's when, you know, we found a publisher and with all the money they gave us, we actually hired, you know, the rest of the team. It was like a six person in the, in the, in the core of the team. 
and then you know some freelancers that made you know music for us or you know sound effects or extra design and stuff like that or, you know QA but yeah it's pretty much it's pretty much so in total will be like two years for the whole development of the game with the mm -hmm. complete team plus the eight months of the demo so yeah two years and eight months almost almost two years yeah Something okay <laughs> okay and as far as development goes that's kind of a shorter process um you know one of the things i i i'm curious about you know is after the game was released you know how'd you celebrate <laughs> well uh yeah you know being a because we don't have an office and that's mm -hmm. that's that's tricky to celebrate you're, you're not in the same place and that was that was sad but we made like a kind of a little party online and we met we met you know the whole team met met later on mm -hmm. after a couple of weeks we we, we released the game so yeah it was it was all good you know it's, it's always a when you're a developer you know the most exciting time is when you release a new game for sure that's something you don't <laughs> forget it's, it's it's just so marking your calendar your life you know it's just there it's, it's, it's the biggest day of the year you know, even even so, yeah, it's always it's always magical in in, in some way. You know, it's always, it's always something that you remember forever for sure. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Did you did you go out to eat? Did you have a drink or anything to celebrate the release of the game for you personally? Of course, yeah. I, I went out with my with my partner in life and in uh -huh. business. My man is also the artist, one of the the, the other artists in the game. Uh, who is in charge of the. Of the backgrounds, you know, it's a medical friend for 22 years already. So yeah, we went out to celebrate all, you know, all the way. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's amazing. So you brought that up, and one of the things that really stood out to me is the art style. Like this game is absolutely phenomenally gorgeous. I I cannot commend you enough because it's vibrant with colors. There's truly different environments and biomes that roam through. It's a Metrovania, but you make each room so unique and so different. And I cannot commend you enough because this game has personality, it has flair, and everything. It's eye candy. This looks like a storybook come to life, so to speak. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was? like to design these environments you know just surface level you don't have to give all the trade secrets away <laughs> sure sure no it's not a problem we made some videos for twitter and social networks we're explaining our process so it's not a secret you know it's, it's all cool you know anyone that is listening to this and you know want to get into the development if they want to check out our videos or making our videos they are just there you know twitter account just to anyone to check to check out you know and, and we share our process of making the, the backgrounds in the game and stuff so yeah, it's all there but uh you know, background-wise, you know, as I told you before, uh, Mar Nandes was in charge of the backgrounds together with another artist called Jeff Mahari from Malaysia, fantastic artist too. And but yeah, Mar is, is so good and so great, and you know what she does is incredible. And and you know, uh, every single room that you visit in the game is made by hand. There is nothing, you know, procedurally generated or anything like that. It's every you know every single asset in there you see is just placed by her. Uh, you know, one by one. And you also get like different uh, layers of parallax scrolling and stuff like that. It's just crazy, you know. It took so it took us a while to actually make each different biome uh, in the game. You know, it's it's been a, a work of love, and uh, and I think it shows. You know, uh, we didn't want to make something that looked too samey, even mm -hmm. when you were in the same kind of biome. I want to even when you are in the city at the beginning of the game. Uh, we wanted you as the player to visit, to be able to visit different places, like you know the clock tower, or you know the the the, the sunken ship, uh, uh, sunken ship room, or you know or the, or the big, you know the big, uh, uh, big square in the in the town, and you mm -hmm. know and the 
and the ruins and you know and, and the you know and the cut and the, the waterfalls it, you know each single room has its own personality because you want to get away from you know the the same look sometimes you get when you play a, like a procedural generated backgrounds in another game mm -hmm. i'm not i'm i'm not you know i'm not uh, saying I, I respect a lot the procedural generated rooms in another game for sure it's, it's a lot of work anyways and it takes uh, a lot of of finesse to actually get that right but uh, yeah, when you want to get a different personality out of each room you visit, that takes a while to make. That is it's a lot of work, and I think we actually get that right. I think uh, I think it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. Uh, I think players when they play language, they get this impression that yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking kind of a, like a, a very organic city, a very mm -hmm. organic place where you know. Each room I visit is kind of a little bit different from the previous one. And that helps you also in gameplay-wise to actually get oriented inside the dungeon, you know, because, oh, yeah, here is the, the tower and here is the waterfall. So, yeah, I know my way around this and where I what is what and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been a lot of work, man. <laughs> I can tell you that. For sure. Well, the work paid I, I, off. Yeah, I, I'm glad you say that. I'm super glad that you appreciate all the work that came into the game. Yeah, super glad you say that. No, no, I mean it. The work absolutely paid off because my wife walked by while I was playing this game and she didn't know anything about it. She was just walking by and she looks at the TV and she just goes like, wow, that's absolutely gorgeous. That's beautiful. Like, what are you playing? It, it just shows like the love and care that you put into like the environment shows because like I think that you do so many good things well in this game, but like the environments are one of those things to where I'm like, this is masterful. That's probably the extreme calling card of this game because I can show this to anyone and everyone right now. And whether or not they're into like this style of gameplay, they're all going to have an appreciation of this art style. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm super, you know, super, I don't know, super happy to hear that, man. And super mm -hmm. proud that you're saying that to us. It's, it's fantastic to hear that for sure. But you know, to be honest, uh, we we put a lot of work into that into that okay. area, you know. But some some players, you probably know, you know, some players are gonna be like passing like super fast, and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, traveling the the dungeon super fast, and they won't they won't care, you know, what <laughs> it looks like or anything like that. So it's super glad when someone really appreciates the work that came in, you know, it's, it's super super good to hear, man. So yeah, super. Thanks a lot. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. There are going to be people who like speed run through all yeah. this completely, but they're missing out because this is a visual treat. So I got to ask you, though, uh, another aspect that kind of really impressed me about the game is like the lore and the narrative about the game, the story that you're telling here. Seriously, it feels like this could be a book that I'd actually read. You know, like I'm big into fantasy books. This feels kind of like a sci fi fantasy novel that I'd read. What was the writing process like and what was it like creating a world like this? No, yeah, I'm I'm not the one who actually wrote the, the script. It okay. was Kevin or Lady Sina. And he I think he made a fantastic job, to be honest. I mean, he when, when we made the demo, uh, when we were three people, Kevin was was not in the team yet. And and there were some concepts already there. And like, you know, the night witches were already there, you know, the characters like the, the husband was already there, the same vibe with, you know, like, like a good, healthy relationship, which has been super funny to us because people uh, you know, ask me this question in, in other interviews, like, you know, what what was in your mind when you were creating like this character, the rain character with, you know, like a 30 something, 30 plus years old witch that's happily married. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, 
well, I wasn't thinking specifically in doing something like that, like, oh yeah, let's go, I'm going to revolutionize the story of characters in games. <laughs> for me, it wasn't anything out of normal, you know, but funny enough, when people ask, ask me about that, and yeah, this character stands out because that's something that you don't find, you know, very often in games, you know, a character mm -hmm. married with someone that is not killed, you know, after the first 10 minutes of the game. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for cheap drama, yeah, for cheap drama only. No, we didn't do that. No, no. No, we didn't want that. But yeah, um, the story was that I told you that there was already something, you know, lots of elements were already there, like the witches, the, the husband, you know, the kind of, it was a kind of darker tone in, in, in that were behind the demo. And, you know, but also, you know, comes as like the 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 ancient race that was that actually made the caves where Dungeon is seen. And you know, lots of elements were already there. But it was, you know, had to come, you know, Kevin came into the into the team and uh, and uh, and he took all these concepts that were like, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> and he put them together and, and, and made the story that we all love, you know, with uh, lots of you know great tones. It's, it's, nothing is black and white in the in the game, as you probably know already. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, good people is not as good as it seems, and bad people are not as bad as they seem either. You know, and and it's everything's kind of lots of grace in the story. And uh, and also, you know, kind of a, uh, with this kind of a echo message, you know, like let's gonna be, let's be like a, a planet friendly because this is the only planet we have. But we don't want to be too preachy, which is something mm -hmm. that we we know that we shouldn't be doing. You know, in, when you play a game, is we don't want to be too preachy. You know, as because some people actually uh, were were like super against this story because when they played the demo, was, at least as the comments we got in the Steam forums, you know, some people were saying, "Oh yeah, this game is so preachy. Oh no, the story sucks." And we were like, "Yeah, but uh, just go, just wait to go into the game. You know, to get into into the game a bit more because the story gets." far more deep mm -hmm. as you know as as you advance into the game you're gonna see like a big changes in a lot of characters and so yeah but that's something i wanted to make from the beginning you know it's like this kind of deep story but at the same time not so black and white and uh yeah i think i think we got everything we wanted into the game so yeah i recommend people just to try it out instead of just you know just uh sticking with the demo only and and think oh yeah this is too preachy and too shallow or yeah it's, it's made on purpose because it's the prologue of the game where you know exactly you think that it's bad versus evil and the prologue in mm -hmm. the demo you know but yeah once again the game gets much much deeper than that oh sure. it really does it really does i would love to actually see y'all do like a actual book about the night witch because i think y'all absolutely kill it with the story um i know the illustration would be on point with whatever book you, you came up with i gotta say though like one of the features of the night witch you can use spell cards and these spell cards give you like super abilities how much fun was it to think of all those like abilities and deciding what special moves to put in the game <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty fun to do, to be honest. We had like a shared document online where we actually wrote down any kind of crazy idea we had, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the whole team was writing ideas for new cars and stuff. And we had like a super long list. It was the longest list ever with, you know, crazy ideas about cars. And we actually got the ones that we thought, you know, they were, they were working best with the gameplay we had. And mm -hmm. also with time constraints and budget, because we couldn't do, you know, there was some crazy stuff like that, you know, like in there, like, uh, I don't remember one that was they didn't make it into the game, like, oh yeah, let's make like a, you release like a 1000 different like flying bugs that eat the enemies out 
Ale jako I like that. I like that. If y'all make a Night Witch 2, you can throw this into the suggestion box for the super abilities. Slow down time. I think the ability to slow down everything that's going on around you and to kind of like maneuver around like some of the bullets and stuff like that would be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. That one is just so funny that you say that. That was presented in the original demo. That's one of the, we had like a four cards in the original mm -hmm. demo only. And one of those four was the slow down time, you know, like bullet, uh -huh. bullet time, that we, as we called it. You know? and, and yeah, but we didn't make it into the game at the end because it, the, it was causing like lots of bugs and problems with the, you know, with the gameplay. Oh no. So we had to remove it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We had, it was like one of those things that, you know, we loved it. Uh, at the time, we thought it was fantastic. It was, you know, great gameplay-wise, but it was causing so many problems uh, with bugs and such that we had to actually, you know, cut it from the game. And it makes me sad because it was my favorite one, to be honest. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That's game development for you. Yeah, that's that was that's that was sad news for me too, to be honest. Yeah. If y'all do make a sequel to the game, I'm so excited to see what new abilities y'all do come up with. I gotta ask you, what is your favorite overall feature about the game? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I got like two. Uh, I love I love the press releases uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the game. Yeah, people that don't haven't played the game yet, you probably will say the press releases in Metroidvania. Yeah, it's, it's something super crazy that we put it, that we put in there at some point in development. Uh, it's funny you mention that because that was going to yeah. be my next question for you. It's like I right. one one of my favorite like features in the game is the press releases, the press conferences, so right. to speak. Yeah, conferences, and, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So I'm like, how did you come up with that feature? Like that's so cool. <laughs> sure, yeah. oh, so good to hear that you like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be honest, that was something that wasn't in the original plan. Mm -hmm. But you know, when we had the idea, it came it came up like uh, after the moment. Yeah. And it was so cool. We thought it was so cool that we thought, yeah, we have to put this, you know, uh, surely we have to put this yes or yes. And and yeah, we did, you know, it was so funny. I remember when we had uh, one of the production meetings with our publisher, with Team 17, and, and we were talking about, you know, what we we, we did, you know, we were making during the week with, with the other producer, with internal producer in Team 17. And we told him, oh yeah, and 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 we had this idea about uh, you know having a press release in the game. So you tell the people, you tell uh, people what just happened in your mission, and you can actually lie or tell the truth, and mm -hmm. that affects your gameplay. But you know down the line, and uh, and he was like, oh, that sounds super cool, man. When are you gonna do that? And it was yeah, it's implemented already. You can already try it because it was, it was super <laughs> easy to implement. It was something that was. I mean, it was quite easy to implement versus other features that the game has, and it was so easy. Uh, I'm not saying super easy, but it was easier than, <laughs> others, than other things that we had in the game. So we implemented it pretty fast, and we could try it like super fast. And it was already there in the game, and our producer couldn't believe it. He was like, "You already have that in, in, in game already working?" He was, "Yeah, it's already there. You can try it in the latest build, you know." And, and for us, yeah, for me too, it was, it was one of these super cool features the game has because it is kind of a, you know, it breaks everything that you played before in the game, mm -hmm. like, you know, the side scrolling and killing enemies and suddenly you're in like a 
like in a press release from TV, you know, and you are in front of the camera and you are kind of nervous and you have to explain public what just happened in your mission and you have, you can actually choose between options and and that affects the way characters talk you talk in the game, you know, uh, depending on what you say in the press release, and that changes down the line the gameplay too. I don't want to reveal how it how it does it, but yeah, I don't want to spoil anything to anyone. But yeah, it's such a cool feature. I like it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely adore it because like, yeah, the the fact that you can like gain some strength and abilities from like basically telling the kingdom what they want to hear versus like you can lie to them or and it comes back to bite you later on. So I'm like, there's so many cool things about that, about that feature. I got to yeah, ask. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, also, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say only that uh, some people uh, tell us, yeah, but maybe it doesn't have like a, this super weight into this, the gameplay of the story. Uh, but I truly wanted you the player to feel that weight on mm -hmm. your shoulders you know but anyone can you know you can select randomly each option and you get more even you will more level up if you tell some lies to the public versus telling the truth but it's it's how about you feel as a player you know yeah pretty much it's like okay i what kind of person i am you know i, I prefer to level up versus telling you know telling lies and stuff like mm -hmm. that so it's, it's more in your in your the weight is going in your shoulders as a player pretty much Versus, you know, it's not, it's not a huge, super huge effect at the end of the game or anything like that. It has some effect. It has some, you know, characters talk in different worlds, in different ways for you. And stuff like that, but it's not super huge or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool feature. And I, I love that it, you know, it has ramifications both in game and on you personally <laughs> you know like because i'm like yeah. i'm one of those people who i'm like oh man i i i want to be liked so i'm like you know that the, the fact that it comes back to bite me later on i'm like i i really have to think hard on whether or not i want that power now versus you know sure, being yeah. liked overall so i i completely yeah. understand i i gotta ask you though the combat in this game um one of my like takeaways from like playing this game and you know playing it to completion is like this was a challenging journey, man. Like I was dying like crazy. This game could be a little bit yeah. on the challenging side. Was it always the intention to make it so challenging? Oh my god! At the beginning, it wasn't. It was <laughs> to, yeah, it was the game to be yeah, twin-stick shooter, shoot them up, who the hell? Mm -hmm. But kind of uh, in, in the more accessible kind of way, and kind mm -hmm. of you know something like that. Not as difficult as it ended up being. But I don't know, we, I don't know, we were taken away by the gameplay and we started making levels and stuff. And, and Kevin, our lead designer, who was in charge of you know, level design and mm -hmm. combat design, he made it that way. So, you know, you want all the hateful emails, please send them, send them to him. <laughs> I'm not responsible. <laughs> no, Kevin did a fantastic uh, job. But yeah. yeah, this game's got some bite to it. And I'm one of those people who like, this isn't challenging in the sense to where like, this is like a Souls game. This isn't like uh, Bloodborne or Sekiro or like, you know, Demon Souls challenging. But it is challenging in the same way of like a, a Rayman, so to speak, to where like, if you make a mistake, you understand that it's your fault and you kind of can understand like, hey, I can do this a little bit differently now. But like, it is challenging though. So I'm like, I commend you because like, this game doesn't like take you by the hand and walk you through to the finish line. This game is like one of those to where like you're going to have to put some effort into it and learn how to get better. But it's not one of those things to where it just feels punishing, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. It's not, it's not impossible. By no, anyway, for sure. Anyway, no. You know? It's just challenging for sure. But that's something that we wanted too because you know we want people to actually you know use the the attack building 
part mm -hmm. of the game because if not, if it was too easy, you could actually, you know, get around the game, you're shooting your little bullets and kill the enemies and that would be it. And you wouldn't be able to use your, your cards at all. So we wanted the players to actually, uh, you know, uh, rethink mm -hmm. uh, when they were killed, just, okay, just take a while and think, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, what could I be doing better? And because you actually start at one of these arcane beacons, you actually can change your deck. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe rethink your strategy because cards are really part of the strategy in combat, a, a huge part of the combat. Uh, they are not like a glorified power-ups and that's it. They actually can help you a lot, you know, in winning battles during mm -hmm. the whole game. And we want the people to actually use them like, and rethink their deck all the time, not actually just... Okay, I'm gonna do my my superpower deck, and that will be it. And I, I won't be changing it for the rest of the game. No, we didn't want you to do that. We want you <laughs> to actually, you know, be changing your cards all the time, and you know, and that's why you actually kill in the process. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's that's. I think that's where the game actually shines the best, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. When you get killed, and you say, okay, I'm gonna rethink my deck, and then you actually. Uh, overcome that challenge uh, up until the next one, you know, and 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 that's that's where you know that's the the dynamic we wanted to the game, you know, and, and yeah, sorry, we had to make the game, the game a little bit challenging, a bit difficult for mm -hmm. some people, but there are some accessibility options we put in there. I don't know if you use any, any of them, but uh, for people that are having a really hard time with the game, there are some accessibility options that you can activate, like you know, enemy is lower than enemy bullets or invulnerability, you know, what mode. Or you know, or enemy drop the when you kill an enemy, they drop uh, a heart, uh, energy heart for you. Stuff like that that can make your experience more enjoyable uh, instead of getting frustrated all the time. So it's all there. But but please don't. I don't want some people to tell us, yeah, but that's just bad design. You know, you put the the accessibility options in there because your level design sucks. Uh, not at all. Uh, I, I'm gonna explain why. You know, it's it's like some people are just not as good as others playing twin stick shooters or they mm -hmm. don't like to use they are not able to use you know twin sticks all the time you know one for moving one for aiming one for shooting is too much so maybe they are not physically able to just use that many buttons so why not making the game you know more accessible for them to so they can enjoy the experience i remember a you know a, a, a reviewer american reviewer for a website that uh, you know, she played the game and she got frustrated at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then what she did was just, you know, activate the, the god mode so she couldn't be killed at all. <laughs> and then she played the whole game and mm -hmm. she enjoyed the story like a lot and she enjoyed the, the whole experience a lot and, you know, using the cards and talking to characters and exploring the dungeon. And he gave us like a, a, a nine and a half out of ten at the end, mm -hmm. you know, so... And, and and she enjoyed the game anyways. Uh, and that's something that's fantastic for us to hear. You know, there's there is no problem in you know in, in using the accessibility options at all. You know, just use them, man. I mean nothing no one's gonna tell you anything about that. You know, it's, it's all good. As long as you enjoy the experience, it's it's all great uh, in our in our book, you know. So just go and use them. But uh, also like I want to tell, I want to tell too that accessibility options are not name like that in the game you go to the menus they are called what is it called a cheat cheats right? yeah uh -huh. cheats and 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 that's kind of that has a like a kind of a negative connotation with gamers because mm -hmm. yeah everyone has played you know their fair share of, of online shooters and cheaters are not likable players at all mm -hmm. and, and 
but that was made on purpose because uh, it has a so negative connotation that nobody wants to use them. Uh, you know, too early, at least. So we want you to, you know, want the players to actually keep trying, keep you know, keep going against the challenge, and you know, and ultimately just overcome it because they rethink, you know, the way they use their cards or their decks or something before you know resorting to you know like the kind of the red button you know the last resort yeah. called cheats that mm -hmm. you know it can, it's kind of yeah cheating yeah i don't want to use that like i, I prefer to actually keep playing until i you know i overcome the challenge but it's all fine if you want to use them of course i mean they are just there for that for you for you to enjoy the game you know anyways you know uh, regarding your experience or you know independently of, of your, your ability as a player yeah I like that. I like that. And, you know, accessibility is something that's so important, especially in our society today. Um, you know, I, I really think that that's commendable that you added so many accessibility options in the in the game. So I got to ask you, um, you know, we were talking about Rain earlier and, you know, I was talking about like how she is as a character. If you can meet Rain, you know, if you can go out for, you know, like dinner and such like that, what would you say to Rain? What kind of conversation would y'all have? <laughs> That's a good one, man. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, please, I will, you know, maybe, maybe at first I will tell him, uh, tell her, uh, sorry, uh, thank you because that's so important in the game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> saying thank you, and that was that was something uh, that that you know it came to mind now that you know one of the biggest concepts when we started making this game was you know it was this game is a product of the, of the pandemic. You know, the mm -hmm. time we were just. You know, we were like inside the houses, we couldn't get out because, you know, the pandemic was going on. And for three months in Spain, at least, we were just inside uh, waiting for things to happen. And, and you know, while, uh, you know, medical personnel, you know, nurses and doctors were fighting the virus in, at the hospital. You know, nobody knew what what this virus was and, you know, mm -hmm. how, how bad it was. And, and they were fighting it. And so and, and in Spain, at least, you know, at eight o'clock every day, everybody just... Came out in the balconies that we have, you know, we have in Spain, we don't have these family houses. We are just uh, big buildings with balconies, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the outside. So uh, at eight o'clock in the afternoon, every, you know, in, every day, people were, were getting out in the balconies mm -hmm. and I started clapping like for 10 minutes straight, just for the medical personnel to actually, uh, you know, listen for, you know, yeah, you are, you're being, you know, thanks for helping us, you know, thanks, thanks for being, they're fighting this virus and nobody knows what it is at this, mm -hmm. this moment of time, you know? So that was, that was magical in, in my, in, in my, there was something that had a huge effect on me. It was like, oh my God, people is getting out of the balcony every day. I started clapping for a while and playing music. Uh, we were playing the same song, pretty much the whole balconies were playing like a, in a huge, you know, a, a top of the volume, a song uh -huh. that is called, I will survive, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know? so everybody was playing, I will survive uh -huh. <laughs> in the balconies and clapping. It was, it was surreal. It was surreal at the time. But, but I love, you know, I, I, I kind of, uh, I loved, you know, the, how important it was to say thank you at mm -hmm. that time. You know, how important it was to say thank you to, to people that were, you know, sacrificing their lives for us because some people were even dying, medical personnel every day, you know? And, and yeah, I wanted to make a game about that. I was saying thank you, or the importance of saying thank you to everybody, to, to people that you know deserve or or, or acknowledgement, and you know, and that's why you level up with thank yous from people. You know, as, yeah, 
the concept behind language is, is that, you know, is that one especially that you actually get better as being an language when you get, when people get behind you, when people appreciate what you're doing for them and, mm -hmm. and they, they tell you thank you, you know, and that's super, super important. So that's why I will tell Rain, coming back to the question, yeah, just thank you, I, I think. <laughs> I like that, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> So she will get more powerful. <laughs> I <be> more powerful. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like yeah. that. So, what do you think you and Rain would be eating? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a I'm, I'm vegetarian. Okay. Most uh, it's uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I love I love uh, Spanish tortilla. You know, which is uh, like mm -hmm. a Spanish omelet. Sorry, not tortilla. In, in Spanish, you call tortilla an omelet. Mm -hmm. It's not like this flatbread. It's like a, an omelet. Okay. So I love potato omelette which is a very spanish dish with a little bit of onion probably that i love that it's, it's the best the best food in the world so that will be for me i don't know about rain but that will be for me <laughs> i like it <laughs> i like it so my you know my last question before we get to one of the most daunting challenges that anyone has ever experienced and, and that's the pro nerd trivia my last question would be what advice would you give to an indie team or a solo developer who's working on their first game right right yeah uh, I, I probably, it will be the same. I tell everyone that, you know, that approaches me or, or when when I do like kind of a talk with me, you know, any event or something like mm -hmm. that, which is something I, I told you before in the interview that was, you know, don't overscope, you know, <laughs> if you are, that's super important, man, uh, because everybody tends to, you know, at the beginning, especially when they, you know, start a team, uh, start making things together, you know, everybody wants to make like a, yeah, let's make Gears of War 6 and uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. The next World of Warcraft, or you know, the next Fortnite. Uh, and, and then, you know, that's too much, man. Yeah, just stop right there. <laughs> because it's your first game and you are too small of a team. So I, I will tell them, yeah, you know, let's start making something small just to see how they work together because that's super important too. You know, get to know each other, get to know, you know, the, the strongest points. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, start from that and make something small, put it out there, and then think about making their next, you know, biggest game uh, out of that. But yeah, overscoping is, is one of the, you know, the biggest killers in, in, in the industry, in any in, in teams, you know, that's, it's, it's so underrated. And yeah, it should be, it should be out there in the, in the top one of the, you know, things not to do, don't overscope. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Get over here! Rike, are you ready? I asked because you are now about to play the Pro Nerd Trivia, which is our portion of the show where I ask you five questions from five different types of nerdy categories. I have here with me the Wheel of Destiny. The Wheel of Destiny is spun and whatever topic it lands on is where your question will originate from. You will oh, yeah. get five questions, and if you get all five questions right, you will earn the title of Pro Nerd. So far, the record states that only one person has answered all five questions. So, will you join them in the Hall of Fame? Let's find out. Enrique. Oh my God, I'm scared now, man. I hope you don't you don't cancel my game development license. Right? Yeah, please. No, please no, 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 no. <laughs> I want you to get loose, have fun, and everything's going to be okay. This is going to be a hard challenge, don't get me wrong, but everything is going to be okay. And, you know, push come to shove, maybe you'll learn some trivia topics that you didn't know before. So everything's going to be okay. We, we got this. I have faith in you. Everything is going to be fine. So, Enrique, 
for your first question, we're spinning the wheel and it has landed on video games. Video All right. games. All right. How confident are you in this category? Oh my god, I think I, I again it's probably the most confident category I can I can think of for okay. myself. So so yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This character is known for wearing red having a big mustache and is a large portly man i am the villain of sonic the hedgehog what is my name is that dr eggman you got it correct you got the first one correct it is dr oh, eggman yeah yeah so, so you well. got the so you got the first one correct so now the pre-game jitters are a little bit off you, you feel a little more confident about it yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So our second category is in the world of Pixar. Pixar All right. is, the, is yeah. the second one. In the movie The Incredibles, what is Elastigirl's civilian name, her real name? Oh man. I don't know that one. You got me there. Yeah. I, I'm a really big fan of the movie, but mm -hmm. I think not 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 as big as I thought. Yeah, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the Elastigirl's real name, just just for your knowledge, is Helen Parr. Was is her fir first and last? Exactly. Name. Helen Parr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did oh, you enjoy? That was, that was tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the yeah. uh, the movie uh, The Incredibles? Oh, it's, it's awesome, yeah. I, I, I watched it like several times already. I'm a big fan of, of the director, and yeah, mm -hmm. it's a fantastic one. But this question, oh my god, that was like a difficulty curve compared to the first one. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, I don't know, straight line, <laughs> yeah. It, it did, it did get a little harder. It did yeah. get a little harder, you know. Like, I when I when the wheel of destiny lands on a category, it sort of like chooses a random like question from that category, and so some reason, like some of the scale of the questions go like all over the place. So some of them may be like easier and then some of them may be like, oh, wow, I I'm a probably need an encyclopedia to find that answer. So it's it's all over the place. Bear with me here. Now, your second category is in the world of Disney. Are you pretty familiar with Disney movies? Kind of, yeah, yeah, for sure. OK, <laughs> what is the name of the old turtle who sounds like a surfer in the movie? Finding Nemo. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why. You get me on character names. Oh, <laughs> no, I, no idea. No idea whatsoever. I like the movie. I love the movie, but yeah, no idea. That's a bit too much. <laughs> do, do you remember that part in Finding Nemo where there was like a big sea turtle and and they were riding uh, like the riding like the little yeah. um, the little circular part and he was going righteous, yeah. righteous. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the name absolutely. the name of the character is Crush. Oh my god, no idea. No Crush idea. the turtle. All right. All right. So so far you got one right, two wrong, but you're you're moving along. You're moving along pretty well. Um our next category is in the world of the X-Men. Are you pretty familiar with X-Men? Yeah, I've been coming, you know, comic reader for years and years. So yeah, let's see. Let's see what okay. you ask. Okay. So let's see. You name this X-Men. This X-Men stores solar energy in his eyes and uses it to discharge powerful laser beams from his eyes. Who am I? Cyclops for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. He got it. He got it. Right. So 
Yeah. So you, you <laughs> it got... wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, so you got two wrong, two right. You, you have the opportunity to to go over five hundred here with the last question. My last, the last question is: you have a choice between category A or category B. I'm not going to tell you which categories they are, but you have a choice between A or B. Which one do you want to go with? Let's go for E because it's my Enrique is my name. So yeah, let's go for E. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got the category of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Are you are you familiar with Marvel? I am, yeah, I am for sure. Okay, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. In Marvel, what is Captain America's shield made out of? Vibranium? Vibranium is correct. Yeah, vibranium oh, yeah. is correct. <laughs> so, Enrique, you got three right, uh, three right, two wrong. You had a very strong showing. You know, like I've, I feel like you did a pretty good job. How do you feel about your performance today? I feel super bad, man. But yeah, thanks. For <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those those character name questions they were, they were nasty. Oh, they man. were. Yeah. Oh that, my God. No, but yeah, I, I just realized that maybe I'm I'm more proficient in you know in, in comic universe mm -hmm. than actually on movies and stuff like that. So yeah, on video games even. So yeah. I got you. I got you. Out of curiosity, would you like to see what the other question was going to be if you chose the other one direction? Yeah. 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 Sure. All sure, right. Sure, the sure, other yeah. one was in the realm of Nintendo. All right. In 1981. A game was developed by Miyamoto. It was one of the first video games that allowed the player to jump. Can you name that game? Oh, wow. That was that's probably Donkey Kong. Maybe. You would have got it right. That is Donkey oh, yeah. Kong. That yeah, is Donkey yeah. Kong. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. That one was a, I felt like that was a deep cut, and I feel like you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't count. That didn't count. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, if that would have counted, you would have got four easily. But like as it stands, you got three right, two wrong. But I feel like you did a really good job. And especially with that Donkey Kong question, I'm very impressed. Uh, yeah, people probably will say Mario instead of Super Mario Bros. Something like that. But yeah, no, yeah. Donkey Kong was first. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I like I like how you your video game knowledge is on point. You had uh you had a little bit of weakness naming characters' names, but like as far as like superhero references and everything like that, absolutely good. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've been a comic reader for like since I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I guess it pays off. <laughs> it was it just does. for this moment. Reading in comics for 40 years just for this moment. It, it led right up now. to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So Enrique, you did an excellent job. Before we go, though, I have one last question for you, and that's where can the good people find you? Where can they find them? Where can me? Well, uh, I'm not very active on social networks, to be honest, because I'm the one in charge of social networks for team. Uh -huh. So they, they kind of can find me in super, at Super Mega Team, the, mm -hmm. the account we have on Twitter, which is probably the one that we, that we uh, update the most, um, and the one behind it. So you, you can ask me anything to, you know, to the Twitter account, even uh, you know, to uh, private messages, and I'm, I'm there for you. Anything you want to ask, uh, I can help with. Because I love to help, you know, other indie teams. They have, if we have anything, we can help them with. So feel free. I'm, I'm just, I'm the one in Twitter for you. So yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So it, ladies and gentlemen, go check him out at the Super Mega Team at Twitter. You know, he will be right there to answer all your questions. 
But that is all the time we have today, Enrique. Before we go, though, I really want to say thank you so much for being on the show. You were absolutely magnificent. I loved having you as a guest. Anytime you want to come on the show, just hit your boy up. Thanks a lot, man, for the chance to, you know, for the invite uh, and for being able to chat with you for a while. It was super fun. I had a great time. And, you know, you got a big fan of your podcast from now on. I told you before we started that you know, <laughs> it's like when you discover like a new band that you love and you realize that there's like a five albums that put out in the past. So <laughs> yeah. it's the same with me and your podcast, man. And you're going to be listening to all your your interviews and your programs and your podcast from now on. So thanks a lot for the invite. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can find him at you know super mega team at twitter but you can also find the night witch at all your favorite favorite gaming systems this game is available on nintendo switch this game is available on ps5 ps4 xbox one pc and it's available in the xbox series x and x so pretty much everywhere you like gaming this game's available and i can attest to this personally i love this game this game's absolutely amazing you know super mega team y'all absolutely killed it with this one i can't wait to see what y'all do in the future everyone go check this game out if anything you know listen to your boy check this game out you will definitely not regret it the art style alone is just eye candy <laughs> So much, thanks so much. That's I that's that's well, that's candy for my ears, actually. Yeah, thanks <laughs> you know, for all the praise. I love that you love the game. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So everyone, that's a wrap for today's episode. Enrique, we will see you next time. Peace. Thanks, man. Bye. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Enrique Quartz for being on the show today. I also want to invite you to join our single player experience discord server. This is the perfect place to talk to other single player gamers about the good games, the bad games, and everything in between about what you've been playing lately. Sort of think of it like a book club for single player gamers. In there, you could talk about your video game backlog list and just some of the upcoming games that you're looking forward to as well. The link to join this free single player experience discord server is in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope to see you in the server soon, and I hope you stay gaming. Catch you in the next one. Peace.